0: Welcome to The Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning into to The Nun Report. It's 9-11, a somber day, a day to remember, a day to uh, reflect, not a day to talk about controversy or inside job or conspiracies. I'm not going to go there, but I am going to remember those who lost their lives that day and those who continue to lose their lives to this very day because of the government apparatus that were put in place along with the endless wars that we fought in the name of what happened on 9-11. We can certainly look at it from a lot of angles. We need to remember the 2,977 lives that were lost Directly in the attacks, many more afterwards because of cancers and different things. Half a million more in a 20-year war in three different countries. Many of those Americans, most innocent civilians. And we could talk about the freedoms that we've lost, how we've gone from, in less than 20 years, We've gone from creating agencies like the Department of Homeland Security and, and the focus of the FBI and the DOJ. We've gone from creating the Patriot Act and apparatus to, to protect American citizens and fight terrorists abroad to persecuting American citizens and letting Islamic terrorists come across the southern border unchecked. And we're gonna talk about those things today. We're gonna to talk about most of those things. We're gonna remember them and uh, and and consider that there are there are lives and liberties and freedoms affected to this day, to this day, because of what happened on 9-11. And uh, the other conversations, you know, they can be had at another time for sure. I'm not saying those aren't conversations that shouldn't be had. I'm not saying that there that there wasn't, uh, you know, conspiracy or whatever. Who did what or why or how? You know what? The important thing today is to remember the result. And the result was people died. Families, hundreds of families were affected and still are. They grieved. They lost. First responders valiantly did what it is they do people who voluntarily have taken a job to put their lives on the line at a moment's notice. And they do it. They go charging into buildings and do crazy things, right? That most of us wouldn't even consider. And we thank them. And we remember those that that, that did not survive that day or the coming years from other things such as cancer and stuff that happened. But, uh, Let's get going on today's show. It's not going to all be 9-11 all the time. The first half of the show is going to be primarily that because I think it's an important day of remembrance. I think that Patriot Day is important. I think that it is uh, something that hopefully we can not only uh, remember, but something that we can learn from and something that we can look at now that, we have, now that we have 20 plus years of history to look back on, that we can look at the response of it a response to it, I guess, and understand that it—you uh, know—it took away, took away a lot of our freedoms. It took away a lot of our liberties when they started putting TSA together and started putting X-ray machines in airport lines and not letting people go wave goodbye to their loved ones. Children couldn't no longer pass the gates and wave goodbye to their parents. All these things that we gave up in the name of safety those are certainly conversations to be had and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But before we go there, before we go there, I want to take a look at, uh, I want to run a little video here. It's, it's a bit lengthy. I probably won't run the whole thing. And it, they're all videos that we have all, most of us have already seen today. We've seen them every single year since the day it happened. Many of us watch them live on television on that day in 2001. Um, I know I did.
1: Jim Friedel in Hoboken uh, said it appeared to bank sharply and mm. smash directly, perhaps purposefully.
2: That we are, are. I want you to take a look at what's happening right now. No. That is a live picture.
1: That's, World That's Trade a live Center picture too. That's World Trade Center two is just collapsed. That's the second one oh to collapse. Just a moment ago, see. the entire top of the building collapsed. You can see a massive plume of smoke. People are running away from the area. There are firefighters and there are police trying to evacuate the area as quickly as possible. People who are near the area are in an absolute...
0: And that's just a glimpse of some of the moments... Of course there were you know there's phone calls and calls to the planes all the TSA reporting and things like that we could show hours of video that would be very emotional very dramatic uh but we just needed a little bit of a glimpse and 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 to remember that you know man this was this was a tragic tragic day in history no doubt for the United States and the What happened was, I mean, do you remember where you were? I think everybody does. I do. At the time, I was a captain on a lube oil tanker uh, that operated out of Seattle, Washington. We worked in Puget Sound delivering lube oil to uh, large container ships and tankers and military boats throughout Puget Sound. We were halfway making a delivery halfway across from Bremerton, or excuse me, from Seattle to Bremerton. We were halfway across the crossing, got a call on the radio uh, from, from the office saying that, uh, you know, to, to turn around and come back, that the base had, was on, we were going to make a uh, at the shipyard, the naval shipyard in Bremerton, we were going to make a delivery over there, that the base was shut down, that they were on lockdown uh, to turn around and come back. And they would fill us in when we got back to, to the office. So we were kind of in the dark, but they didn't want to talk about it on the radio. There was a lot of a lot of, a lot of stuff going on, but we went back. I remember calling my wife uh, and talking to her about it. She was watching the television, of course, like most of America was by that point. This was a couple of hours in uh, from the beginning of the attack. And, uh, and it was, uh, you know, I think we all remember where we were. That's what I was doing. I'll never forget that moment. I'll never forget having to talk to my wife about it that night when I got home, having to talk with my kids about it as well, my older kids. And... They didn't, they didn't really get it, you know, because they were watching it in school as it happened live pretty much as well. But, you know, people, the response and the love that came out and the patriotism that came out from the, the first responders, which were incredible throughout, right? Doing what they do, putting the, the, this famous picture, this is real. And again, you can talk about whatever it is, whatever caused it. You know, I don't know what your what your theory is or what you say it is. We've all we've all heard them. We've all seen them. I uh, again, I reserve this day for remembering those that actually did lose their lives. Because no matter what you believe or how it was caused, the fact is that people did did lose their lives. So while we were the result of what happened was the beginning of where we see ourselves today and i'm going to try to walk along that path it's not uh it's not going to be completely detailed because we are limited here on time but basically suffice it to say we created the tsa we created we created the department of homeland security the patriot act this was a bipartisan effort in in fact it was led primarily by republicans including bush at the time democrats were also on board they created a state apparatus that could turn i mean very dangerous they put something in place that had the potential to turn on its citizenry at any moment. It could spin and turn around. Instead of protecting America and fighting our enemies, it could then persecute Americans and let our enemies come in unfettered. And That's what, that's what we've seen happen. That's where we're at. That's where we are at right now. As we see the the, the Patriot Act and the FISA warrants and all that has been turned against the United States citizens. Used in politically motivated attacks and persecution and arrests, right up to this day, and I, I will connect the J six political prisoners and what's going on with that. The persecution of Donald J Trump is a result of what was allowed to happen as a response to nine eleven. So ask yourself, who's who won? Who won? Did the United States really win that war? We went and fought in Afghanistan for twenty years, twenty years. Even though, even though the Taliban offered to give up Bin Laden before we went to war, but George Bush was dead set on going to war. So we to war we went. Cost a lot of lives. We fought in Iraq to fight terrorists because of weapons of mass destruction. We we're there for almost twenty years as well, fifteen. Between the two, it cost over half a million lives. And there's there's some that happened in Pakistan too. So was it was it really worth the cost? I mean, and where's President Biden today? Well, Biden's coming back from India. He had his trip over there. Uh, Ducey spoke with them because he's been covering. He traveled with them. So this is uh, this is what he had to say. Check it out. Well, uh, our focus the last couple days has been on President Biden here in South Asia.
3: And when I asked a White House official why it is that President Biden was here
0: and missing the 9-11 commemorations at the attack sites, the analogy that I was given is that 22 years after Pearl Harbor, U.S. presidents were not still going to visit Hawaii. That's their excuse. That's his excuse for not being here personally up at at, at ground zero to commemorate. The date is because, while you know, we're not still doing 22 years after Pearl Harbor. Presidents were still going there. So what? That was then. This is now. You're an asshole. You are a Swiss cheese for brains. POS. It doesn't give a single damn about this country. And I don't give a damn about you. Other than I want you out of office as soon as possible. That the fact that he would disrespect this country, disrespect those who died and lost their lives, disrespect those. I, I tell you what we went and fought wars over this. It wasn't a one day event right now. It's a 22 year event that we're still paying the consequences for. We're still in a state where it's nearly a police state where our liberties have been removed from us. We can't move about the country freely. And then they move on to locking us down with COVID. Then they're talking about climate lockdowns in the future, but it, all started to a very large extent on 9-11 and the response thereafter, that was the development of the real police state. That's where it really started to get on track. That's where it really started to get Gription to take over the security apparatus of the United States of America and turn it against its own citizens to control and for control and to protect the political elite in this country. The wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, and this is not, to make light of those who lost their lives on 9-11. In fact, the exact opposite. This is meant to amplify the impact and the effect of what that day became. And now that we have history to look back upon what it created in this country. And the Patriot Act was anything but the name was anything but. It should have been called the Destruction of America Act, because that's what it has—that's what it has done. And we've taken departments like. Remember walking? I remember going to, to airports and, and flying through. Uh, you know, flying about the country. I used to travel up to Alaska a lot as a fisherman back in my younger days, and uh, and you go to the airport, your your family would come with you. And they would see you off. You could sit on the plane and if you had a window seat in the right position, you could look to the terminal and see your family sitting there saying goodbye to you to go do a very dangerous job that you may not ever return from. I have lots, I lost a lot of friends up in Alaska over the years. And uh, your kids would be there and they'd be waving. If they were lucky, they would actually see the window you were at. You know, you tried to get them to see you. It was a it was, cool. it was a cool thing. Well, that's no more. And that went away. And as soon as that went away, as soon as they started taking away that, I thought, wow, this is not making us safer. This is making us less free. And I believe that freedom equals safety. I think that if we don't have freedom and liberties, then we're losing our safety. The wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, and again, this is not to diss on those who died on 9-11. Please don't take it that way. It's meant to amplify the impact of the response and what has occurred because of the lives that were sacrificed on that day and that were sacrificed for over 20 years and continue to be to this day. The wars in Iraq and Afghanistan have killed at least 500,000 people, according to a report that breaks down the toll. In the 76 countries in which the U.S. is currently fighting terrorism, 76 countries, At least three have been incredibly deadly, Iraq, Afghanistan, and Pakistan. And as the U.S. pull out from Afghanistan nears its one-year mark, so this was just not that long ago, Brown University's Cost of War Project report details just how deadly they've been. It counts how many people have been killed by the United States post-9-11 wars in these three countries, along with others. The report accounts for deaths in Afghanistan and Pakistan between October 2001 and October 2018, and the and in Iraq between March 2003 and September 2021. And keep in mind, we entered both of these wars without any justification. We could have had Osama bin Laden early on. The Taliban was going to give him up. But we were set on going to war, feeding the industrial war complex, eliminating the Taliban. But Afghanistan wasn't good enough. And so a few years later, we... Did, we we were told there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq and we moved forces there. And we were there for, for nearly 20 years as well. And what was the result? This was the result. The wars in Iraq and Afghanistan have killed at least 500,000 people. According to a report that breaks down the toll. 6,951 U S military deaths, 78,000, 20 U.S. contractor deaths, 109,000 national military and police deaths, 1,400 allied troop deaths, 244,000 to 260,000 civilians were killed, 110,000 to 114 opposition fighters, 362 journalists and media workers, 566 humanitarian and NGO workers, 479,000 to 507,000 total deaths is what has been tallied to have occurred as a result of our response to what was done on 9-11. It's disgusting, right? I I mean, I'd never really, this is the first time I've taken this approach to this day and I have uh, uh, every year I reflect and I think about what has happened in America and what the result has been, not just on that day. Uh, I think I was, I was in my early thirties at the time and as you get older, the years start to kind of blend together. And uh, and I started really thinking about what the overall toll was and the fact that we are still we're still paying the price to this day. and and, and it's uh, it's sad what has become of what was once a great free country to a country that is now run by tyrants who think that your constitutional rights, they can suspend at any time they want. Kamala Harris said this. Remember this?
4: Not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. And January 6th, 2021.
0: This was on the January 6th anniversary this past year. So she compares January 6th to what happened. You know, I'm sorry, January 6 did not cost 3,000 lives here on the day of January 6, let alone over half a million lives worldwide because of the response to it. Although it has cost lives in response to it, there's been some J6 prisoners who have committed suicide, unfortunately, there have been uh, Ashley, there's been Ashley Babbitt who was killed the only uh, actual death on the day of January 6. Shot by a, a Capitol Police officer who was not in uniform, by the way, at the time, and she was shot from behind in the neck. As she was trying, she was unarmed. She wasn't a threat to the officer. She was just killed. To this day, in fact, that officer has received promotion since then. If this was a setup, this was all set up through the through the Patriot Act and the FISA warrant process and. Our response to what happened on 9 If we had not, this would, what they're doing today to try to villainize the J6 protesters and try to say they were committing a coup, to treat them as political prisoners, to arrest them and all that, that would not even be happening. It wouldn't even be possible if it weren't for the Patriot Act. Remember when the media tried to tell us that these are exactly the same? Libs of TikTok posted. Yeah. People walking through the Capitol peacefully versus 2,977 people dying, Americans dying the day the Twin Towers were collapsed. Another result you get is that, see, understand that the Democrats and the the extreme commie Democrats, they want tyranny. They don't want democracy. Their idea of democracy is one party rule where anybody who disagrees with them is crushed. And they can suspend constitutional rights anytime they want. The governor of New Mexico just has done this. And this woman is flat out evil. She needs to be arrested. She needs it. I mean, seriously, they need to march in to the state capitol in New Mexico and arrest this woman. What she has done is treasonous and seditious. She is removing the rights of citizens, law abiding, free. American citizens in New Mexico by suspending their Second Amendment rights and their First Amendment rights simply because she declared an emergency. You see, you can do anything in the name of an emergency. In the name of 9-11, which is an emergency, you can create the Patriot Act and the TSA and the Department of Homeland Security and trample all over Americans' rights and create half a million deaths around the world based on an emergency. You can take COVID and lock the country down, destroy a thriving economy, destroy a generation of children, In the name of an emergency, you can make people lose their jobs and their livelihoods because they won't put an experimental substance in their body in the name of an emergency. And she thinks, she thinks that then now, and this is what these tyrants do. Oh, look what happened. Look what we did during COVID. We were able to shut entire economies down. We were able to basically become little dictators of our states. And that's what she's doing. She's like, she's learned, oh, wow, we did this. I can just declare a state of emergency and then do anything I want, including suspending the U.S. constitutional rights of its citizens. States and governors do not have the authority to suspend constitutional rights. This is what she thinks, though. Check it out. On
4: any street corner in too many cities in New Mexico, there is someone with a gun sticking out of their waist or their belt. And I'll tell you, if you're you're a young person, you're not allowed to have a handgun. Well, it's a crime already. I got it. But we won't be able to arrest all of them. So imagine, just in a a perfect world, if this was upheld, it gives all of these police officers the ability to focus on the real criminals.
1: Less all of them. Yeah. You took a, but your
4: point is valid.
1: You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carry license?
4: With one exception, and that is if there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedom.
0: Okay. No constitutional right, including her oath. Then why the hell did you take a freaking oath? What's the point of taking an oath? If it doesn't mean anything, if you can just declare an emergency and say, Oh, my oath doesn't mean anything. The constitution doesn't mean anything because I, me have decided there must be an emergency power and I will dictate to the citizens of Albuquerque, New Mexico, what they can and cannot do. I will I have the ability to give and take your constitutional rights guaranteed to you at birth in this country by God and by the Constitution of the United States of America and the Bill of Rights. How dare she? Where's Greta Thunberg? How dare you? Should have pulled up that clip, bitch. Seriously. Seriously. This is what it's come to, is now you have these tyrannical governors. No, Oh, it's just temporary. Yeah, so was 14 or 15 days to flatten the curve. Two years later in Washington state and many other blue states, we were still paying the price. Locked down or restricted in one way or another or many ways by our tyrannical governors. Jay Inslee was one of the worst right there with Gavin Newsom and Kate Brown in Oregon. And this woman down here in New Mexico is an absolute commie tyrant. Can't stand. She needs to be arrested, impeached, removed from office. The state police need to march into the governor's mansion right now in New Mexico and arrest her. This is not okay. It cannot be allowed to stand. You know, because this is this is what they want. And if she can get away with it, imagine what other governors are going to try. Hmm. By the way, the new vaccine is available today. The FDA just approved it. That broke right before I started recording. So you can now get your new COVID uh, vaccine for whatever's going on this year. And the government can, uh, oh, it's free. Well, no, wait, it's not free. It's going to take your tax money and transfer it over to big pharma. More of a money grab because, you know, pharma stocks are down. So we got to boost them up by taking more tax dollars and paying them. Good grief. So what's interesting is, The response to to this uh, governor of New Mexico, Ted Lieu, who's an extreme liberal, right? I support gun safety laws. However, this order from the governor of New Mexico violates the U.S. Constitution. No state in the union can suspend the federal constitution. There is no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the constitution. And there's not. Remember, how about gun grabber... uh, David Hawk, this guy, the guy who pretended to be at the Florida shooting and has been grifting off of it ever since. Yeah, that guy. He said, I support gun safety, but there is no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. They're saying this for a reason. And, uh, and I, I already knew what it was when I, when I first saw this breaking over the weekend and what was going on. Dan Bongito nailed it on his show this morning, and that is that they know it's going to get smacked down in court. They know. I mean, the U.S., you can't just ban guns in public because you want to. You you can't just make an exception to the second one. It's been smacked down in the Supreme Court time and time and time again. There is precedent after precedent after precedent on this. And my hope is, is that the very least, and there's, there's already lawsuits being filed today by gun rights organizations, that a, a judge will step in and put an injunction on this ban until it can be heard in court. Because she has no right to sit there and tell the citizens that they cannot carry. that You have a concealed weapons permit. Law-abiding citizens, you know what? Let me tell you something. Criminals don't have concealed weapon permits. Criminals have not gone through the background check, gone through the process and the training and what it takes to get a CPL in most states. Including New Mexico, I looked into it. You don't just go in and get it. It's a federal background check. It's the same up here in Washington. You don't just go in and get a CPL. Criminals aren't doing that, okay? And if you think if you think that's true, you're just freaking stupid. And maybe this woman is stupid, but I think maybe she's not. I think maybe she's smart and she's just a freaking tyrant. That's what I think. Difference. There's a difference, right? This was the response the next day after she came out and said that uh, people couldn't carry. There was a little bit of a protest. Hey. I don't think so either. So I don't think patriots are going to follow her unlawful and unconstitutional order and push it. I would. I wouldn't stop carrying just because some tyrannical governor told me that I had to arrest me. And and the, those people at that protest every single one of them had a had a sidearm uh, open carry is illegal down there or is excuse me is legal down there. But it's all, this stems, again, if you look back at the history of it, she is attempting to do this because of what they were able to achieve through emergency powers during the COVID pandemic, which stemmed from what they've been able to achieve and build over the years that was spawned. After 9-11 in the form of the Patriot Act, Department of Homeland Security, TSA, and the way they were able to turn these agencies against the U.S. citizen instead of protecting the U.S. citizen. And people, they predicted it at the time. They said, man, this is dangerous stuff. This this is going to be used against us at at some point in the future. They were called conspiracy theorists at that time. It turns out they were right. How about this whack job, Sean Penn? The, the self-proclaimed, you know, uh, person who thinks that people actually gives a shit what he has to say. I'm playing this because this is the mentality and the attitude of these extreme commie Democrats. It doesn't matter if they're self-proclaimed activists, elite Hollywood pieces of shit like this guy. Or if they're this governor in New York who actually has real power that she's trying to exert over the citizens of the state of New Mexico. They're the same beings in essence. They're just in different spots of the issue. Check it out. That will ultimately get us out of this mess uh, with a vaccine. But this is also a kind of, you know, we're going to have to take the silver linings on this. This is is a a mandatory rehearsal for things to come that we are going to
1: have to deal with as a society.
0: This is a mandatory rehearsal for things to come that we're going to have to do. De- the guy is a freaking communist. He's an outright communist. And he's he makes no, he doesn't call himself a, a patriot or, or a, he doesn't say he believes in democracy. He never has. By the way, neither does the governor of New Mexico. They always avoid that. They never talk about patriotism unless it advances their own aims. So what do you start, Silver lining of the COVID lockdowns, really, and the and the forced vaccine mandates on people in order to keep their jobs and participate in life and in, in general, in some areas you couldn't go anywhere without a vaccine, you know, card saying that you've been vaccinated. As a musician in the Seattle area, I was I, fine. We're not we're not playing your venue. We're not, not if you require us and more so all of our fans to be vaccinated and wear a mask just to come out and gather and enjoy music, and we didn't. We did some underground stuff, but uh, but then he goes on to talk about, well, this is just a, a rehearsal for things to come. What, like uh, climate lockdowns, or uh, you know, a digital currency, or a, a a climate wallet, or things like that. I don't know. What do you think, Clint? What a load of shit. Yeah. It is a load of shit. And that leads us to, I mean, I mean, Fauci, I mean, he's still look at this.
5: You know, John, if some of the studies that are confusing, the study that recently has been now quoted a lot and causing a lot of confusion is this Cochrane study, which even the people who run the Cochrane studies say. That that study can be misleading because people have commented on that study saying absolutely masks don't work, which is absolutely not the case.
0: And, and he goes on, and but you see what's happening is they're marching dwarf, you know, little troll Fauci out. They're they're bringing back the, the vaccine. They're they're. This is a setup. Don't fall for it. This is a setup, and it's leading to even further lockdowns. It's leading to an election year. It's leading to mail-in ballots. It's leading to another steal of an election. Because whether it's Joe Biden, which I I still maintain and believe that he's not going to be the person that's on the ballot come next year. It could be Kamala Harris. You know, who, who knows? But they know that they don't have a, they can't run on their record. They know they can't win and be successful on their record because it's horrible. They will have no choice but to try to run the steel again and that's exactly what they're going to do. Now, the next step after these lockdowns, as many have alluded to, including uh, douchebag Sean Penn talking about uh, this was just a rehearsal for things to come. He's right because the climate is becoming more and more, everyone's talking about the climate. It's climate scare, this and that, and this. is Oh, it's horrible. Oh, really? Okay. What's the end game here? Because the climate is not, it's not warmer than it was. Ice caps aren't melting. There are not more acres being burned than there were 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. It's just not true. <laughs> and, and but they will so come out there and storms are not more intense. Storms are not more often. All of the. BS, they're throwing at you and the mainstream media is complicit in promoting is complete and utter bullshit and it's provable. It's not even hard to disprove it. And this is what it's leading toward. Check it out.
2: The digital identity is not just a passport that you will have on on your iPhone in a digital form. It entails just about everything the government would like to know about you. And yesterday in the Dutch media, we saw a perfect example of what it could entail in the near future. We had the CEO of one of the largest Dutch banks say, why don't we start with a personal carbon credit? Oh a carbon wallet she called it actually so right in line with the plans that the world economic forum people have for us and she said it in a way that was particularly funny she said well if everyone gets an individual personal carbon credit why don't we make it so that rich people who for example want to go on holiday a little too often Mm -hmm. can buy personal carbon credit from other people who, for example can't afford buying plane tickets or eating meat too often so we can that way Swap it out.
0: So if you want to eat more meat or if you want to travel more, you want to have a bigger house or have a gasoline powered vehicle, you can purchase carbon credits from the peasants so that you can do more things. And so it's, I mean, carbon credits are a thing right now. Nationally, they're worth 40 to 60 bucks a piece U S dollars. There's carbon credits are an actual thing in, in corporate, uh, U S corp corporation or not U S global corporations. And in many countries around the world right now, that's why things are getting so screwed up. That's why uh, you have companies like Anheuser-Busch doing what they're doing and marching out Dylan Mulvaney to the loss of tens of millions of dollars. That's why billions, excuse me. This is why you have these sorts of things happening. And it's only going to get worse because the next step, and they're already doing it in China, is to bring it down to the personal level. And the only ones that benefit from this are the rich elite because they're rich and they're elite. They're not going to suffer from it at all. They're 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 making countries shut down their agricultural industries, their farm industries. They're going to go after the U.S. next. They're already John Kerry is already talking about U.S. farmers having to find different ways to make money because we can't continue to have all this meat that's being grown and chickens and and you know all the all these uh, fruits and vegetables. We must start eating bugs. And this is insane, and it's all in an effort for a very select group of people in this world to control those that are less fortunate and those that have less power. It's 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 quite obvious. It's not they're not even trying to hide it anymore. Um, we're going to get to that. <laughs> Biden's uh, joke in Vietnam and, and at the G20 before that, but um, but more on the on, on the on the climate credits because this explains it pretty well. Check it out.
2: So, Mark, we knew this was probably coming for quite some time now, but uh, here comes the beginning of climate lockdowns for the people over in France. Do you think this is headed over here to the USA?
3: Oh, it's absolutely headed here. Remember, Europe started their attacks on agriculture, on high yield fertilizer, on uh, livestock. They're the ones trying to shut down 12,000 farmers in the Netherlands, the small independent, not the big corporate Bill Gates, China, agribusiness owned farms, but the small ones. And now we know John Kerry just announced last week that the US is gonna put the farms in their target now to go after the exact same thing Europe's doing. So this is absolutely coming. This is part of the entire global net zero agenda. And you're exactly right, Allison. This is what a climate lockdown looks like. This is what the great reset looks like. And the thing about France is it's two and a half hour flight. You can't take short flights under two and a half hours. Well, originally they proposed the French government wanted to do four hours. So we should be thankful to our betters <laughs> that, they, that they reduced it, you know, 90 minutes, you know, because otherwise it'd be four. And Greenpeace wants an EU-wide ban on six-hour flights. And this is already spreading to Spain and Austria and, uh, and, uh, and Germany, they're already talking about similar type bands. So you will go nowhere and be happy. <laughs> this is reality. Now.
0: You see what they're doing and, and it's coming to the U S just imagine you wouldn't be able to take a flight from Seattle to San Diego because it's not less than three hours or four hours or whatever requirement they set up That's completely pulled out of thin air. You won't be able to fly because they don't want you to go anywhere. They want you to stay where you're at. It makes you, it makes us weaker as a population. We lose our freedoms. We lose our Liberty. And because we can't travel about the country freely, they can lock us down easier. Anytime they want, including whenever they want to come and take our guns, whenever they want to institute a new uh, pandemic and keep us home, whenever they want to shut down industry or business or whatever they If they can keep you contained, ultimately in 15-minute cities, look what they did in Shanghai. They locked people up in their massive apartment units via force. They were welding doors shut. They were putting bars on windows. They would not let people out during COVID. And make no mistake, these tyrants in the United States would do the exact same thing if they knew they could get away with it. If they thought they could, they would. And they're trying to set things up so they can in the future. It, 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 I don't know how to make it any more obvious. You have idiots like Joe Biden out there saying stuff like this, check it out. This is the president of the United States, the president of the free world. I tell you what, before we go there, what do you think Russia, China, North Korea, and Iran are doing right now? Do you think they're instituting carbon credits? Do you think that they're converting over to green energy? Do you think that they're destroying their energy sectors in the name of saving the planet? Fuck no, they aren't. What they're doing is, is creating an alliance against the Western countries who are committing economical and energy suicide. That's what they're doing. And if we don't watch it, you might want to brush up on your Mandarin or your Russian. And as Biden would say, that's not hyperbole. These people are idiots. And you, so you have this axis this new axis of evil that exists of right now Russia China and North Korea by the way uh, China and North Korea they're having bilateral meetings North uh, Korea's uh, leader is heading up to Russia to meet with Putin directly at Russia's invitation probably has something to do with a mutual defense pact of some sort And meanwhile you've got this clown monitoring around the world saying things like this I
1: guess- In addition to helping the environment overall, and the only existential threat humanity faces, even more frightening than a a nuclear war, is global warming going above 1.5 degrees in the next 20, 10 years.
0: And we're in real trouble.
1: There's no way back
0: from that. What are 20, 10 years? I don't know what he was talking about. They're 20, 10 years. But you hear what he said. You hear what he said. Nuclear war is not a big deal. We can come back from that. What is that? What kind of message is that saying? Because the only existential threat to mankind and to the United States is climate change, even more than global thermonuclear war. We can destroy the entire world and the entire electrical grid and put mankind back to the stone age with nuclear weapons. But that's less of a threat than climate change. (laughs) i gotta calm down here i gotta get a little bit of weird going in man i was gonna i had another (laughs) i'm gonna get some weird uh michael and dell's being deposed and i'm gonna share this with you Uh, warning uh there's some colorful language here but uh most of you who watch me regularly should be used to that at this point I don't have a lot of a filter. I'm sorry. I do. Actually, I do have a filter. If you, if I were to freely flow with my mouth like, uh, like I, I do sometimes, you would, uh, yeah. Anyway, so I, I do have somewhat of, a, somewhat of a filter. But just a warning this is somewhat colorful. Mike Lindell is being deposed, and he just, man, he just, <laughs> just watch. So let me finish my question, okay? Yes. I tend to be a slow talker.
5: Good for you. I'm from Texas originally. Good for you. I got all day, we'll, st- we'll make a week of this, how about that? Go ahead. Probably up to your lawyer, but I'm happy to stay as long as you'd like. Just keep going. All right, why'd you call me an ambulance chaser? What? Why did you call me an ambulance chaser? Because you are, this is a frivolous case, and if you're representing this guy and you've read this case, you are a disgusting lawyer, period. There's my. That's my, that's my right to say. You want to sue me too, Mr. Ambulance Chaser? Are you working on contingency or consignment with the guy? What do you.? No, I can't believe anybody would take this. This is absolutely disgusting. It's a disgrace to our country. It's a disgrace to you. Anything else? No, that's it. You asked me a question, I answered it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go get yourself a My Pillow. By the way, they've got slippers. They've got, I'm not. It, they're not even a sponsor on my show. They should be, I should have a discount code for my pillow at this point. I, I think my platform is big enough. Uh, if anybody's out there that can hook me up, let me know. Uh, Mike Lindell, I'd love to put a discount code because you know what? I love your dog beds. We have two German Shepherd dogs. We've got four of your beds throughout our house. Only two dogs, four beds, but they're all over the house. And so the dogs have, we don't have to carry the beds from room to room or upstairs to downstairs. The dogs have one of the My Pillow dog beds anywhere they want. They've got slippers. They've got bathrobes. They've got basically anything to make you and your pets as comfortable as you can be. He continues with this one. Check it out. That was a free plug, by the way, man. Get yourself a Pillow dog bed. All right, this one get this one's gonna get a little bit colorful, but it, it's just so hilarious. We've got to we've got to watch it.
5: Okay, and I'm not asking about the lumpy pillow calls. Uh, no, they're not lumpy pillows. That's not what they call on. Okay, that when you say lumpy pillows, now you're an asshole. You got that? You're an asshole. Like is what you are. Like no, I, he's an asshole. No, he's an we, ambulance chasing asshole. That's what you are. A lumpy pillows, kiss my ass. Put that in your book. No, they, they answer anything, any problem customer that wants to reach Mike Lindell. Those are the ones. I want to talk to Mike Lindell. I want to talk to Mike Lindell. They send them to here and they go, or they call about, um, maybe they didn't get their pillow on time because of uh, um, the FedEx or whatever. Well, we'll cover them even though it could be somebody else's fault. Nobody called because of a lumpy pillow. But good good one, though. You done? Yeah, I'm done. What I'm saying Obviously, is, you don't have my pillow, too. You don't, do you? What I'm saying is, Mr. Lundell... Asshole. I, oh, I, go ahead. No, I'm <laughs> pissed. I understand. Yeah, go. When you're saying...
0: I love it. This, this is, he, Mike Lindell is the honey badger. All right? The honey badger don't give a shit. And remember the remember the, the video that went viral years ago? Remember this one? Check it out. This
3: is the honey badger. Watch it run in slow motion. It's pretty badass. Look. It runs all over the place. Whoa, watch out, says that bird. Ew, it's got a snake. Oh, it's chasing a jackal. This is Mike oh, Lindell. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the honey badgers are just crazy. The honey badger has been referred to by the Guinness Book of World Records as the most fearless animal in all of the animal kingdom. It really doesn't give a shit. If it's hungry, it's hungry. Ew, what's that in its mouth? Oh, it's got a cobra? Oh, it runs backwards? Now watch this. Look, a snake's up in the tree. Honey badger don't care. Honey badger don't give a shit. It just takes what it wants. Whenever it's hungry, it just, ew, and it eats snakes?
0: (laughs) to youtube and watch the honey badger video it's it's hilarious man if you if you've never seen it it's worth the watch um if you have it's worth a rewatch. i laughed my ass off watching the whole thing it's about a six minute clip in, t- in its entirety uh obviously i'm not going to play the whole thing here with time constraints but uh but that's what mike lindell man you don't give a shit man he's the honey badger and and he's a patriot he is a successful businessman he is a success story in and of himself going from addict to multi-millionaire business person. And people give him shit. People should be commending him. He should be, he's he's the he's the embodiment of the American dream. He's a success story of what you can do in America if you apply yourself, if you pull yourself up by your bootstraps, if you get your shit together and go out and do something. And somehow that's become a bad thing in this country. Somehow the extreme commie Democrats have made that into an evil thing. Being successful, being a good capitalist, going out there and making a better life for you and others, maybe even up to and creating generational wealth. Somehow that's a bad thing? God, you people are screwed up. If you don't like capitalism, if you don't like the United States Constitution, if you don't like the, stop trying to change this country and get the hell out. God, it's tired of you. Tired of your back ass words bullshit. And you got this guy. This is a a school teacher, excuse me, um, a mayor, not a teacher. He's a mayor down in Burbank, California. He is getting spanked in public by a drag queen in front of children. Hey, man, if you like to get spanked, you know, that's your own thing. Do it behind closed doors. Do it where you want. Um, Don't sit there and do it as a performance art in front of children. God, why do they hate our children so much? I talked about this the other day. I I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. All right. Here's some good news. Uh, uh, Novak Djokovic Of course, he was banned from playing tennis uh, in in the U.S. Open and Australian Open for a a couple of years because he didn't want to get vaccinated. He refused to get the jab. And poetic justice says that he would come back to the U.S. Open now that they no longer require a vaccine. Why do they no longer require a vaccine when they did before? He couldn't compete before. He he stood his ground. He said, no, I'm going to follow my belief system. I'm going to follow my convictions, and you can take your vaccine and shove it. And what does he do? He comes back to compete in the U.S. Open, and he wins.
5: Uh, Oh, boy. Well, we'll take you to the the dirtest shot of the day, and it was
3: saving the the match point. point.
5: Oh, the match Match point to get to number 24. There were a lot of shots that were highly impactful. Here's the final one. Another day at the office. Relief and release there.
0: So the shot of the day brought to you by Moderna. Brought to you by Moderna. The guy refuses to get a vaccine. And the irony is he wins the U.S. Open and he gets the Moderna shot of the day. He gets sponsored by Moderna. (laughs) You can't make this shit up. And, and, uh, and this, is, this was a, the, the great moment here. Check it out.
1: 24 and counting. 24 and he still wants more. That's who he is.
0: God, the emotion. Look at that. Incredible. Incredible. Anyway, congratulations, uh, Novak. That's, uh, that's amazing, and the irony is not lost on any of us patriots, and thank you very much for doing what it is that you do. Um, I, I want to get into to just a couple more things here because Biden said some ridiculous stuff. Check it out.
1: For, and uh, let's see. i will just follow my orders here.
0: The president of the United States is following his orders.
1: Uh,
0: they're laughing at him. They're not laughing with him. They're laughing at him.
1: Staff, is there anybody that hasn't spoken? All uh, I ain't calling on you. I'm on, I said there five questions. Anita, need be away.
0: Couldn't find his notes. He's following directions. One of the staff members had to, well, I'm only able to, uh, we have five names I'm allowed to call on. Uh, Who is it? One of the staff had to shout it out to him so he could ask the question. This is on a world stage. This is in front of the leadership of the world, except for China and Russia, because they didn't go because they said, you know what? Screw you guys. Screw your president. Screw the United States. You are weak. We're going to go do our own thing. And Biden has pushed them into that corner Corner with his stance on Ukraine. Ukraine would have never happened with Trump in office because the Russians know what would have come down on him. Probably a, a missile strike uh, in, in at the Kremlin. I don't know. But but it certainly they weren't doing it when Trump was in office. And then this, oh my God. I just
1: think that there are other things on leaders' minds and they respond to what's needed at the time. And look, nobody... Likes having celebrated international meetings.
0: He's sunsetting.
1: If you don't know what you want at the meeting, if you don't have a game plan, he may have a game plan. He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed.
0: Yeah, yeah. this is embarrassing people this is uh, I don't know about you but I'm going to go to bed that's what he said in front of the world he, 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 after mumbling along and saying he couldn't coherently say anything what the hell was he even talking about 81 million votes my ass <laughs> but this is what we get people We get to the point where qualifications don't matter. This is a man who was disqualified because of plagiarism at one point in his career. He's continued to plagiarize and lie and and he continues to do it to this day. But this is what you get when you allow an event like 9-11 to create things like the Patriot Act, Department of Homeland Security, TSA, and redirect the focus of other Entities such as the FBI and the Department of Justice. This is what you create when you fight wars for 20 years, killing over half a million people in the name of weapons of mass destruction when there weren't any. Trying to catch Osama bin Laden when the Taliban offered him up on a silver platter before a shot was even fired after 9-11. This is what you get when you let the Uniparty and the, the neocons rule this country, and create policies that allow these sorts of things to occur. And then you end up with people like him, puppets, puppets, banana republic, bullshit. He's a puppet leader right now, and he is running, they are running a cabal, they're running a a deep state process to eliminate political opponents and not just the political opponents, but those who support them in an effort to intimidate. They've taken the apparatus. They've taken a system that they built and put out there in the name of protecting United States citizens to fight external terrorism. So we didn't have to fight it on our shores. They've taken that same mechanism, turned it against us citizens to their own persecution while they let illegal aliens, many of whom are terrorists flow across our southern border unfettered. It's treasonous, it's traitorous. It needs to stop, and we'd we stop it in 2024. Hey, thanks for watching. If you've just been listening on the radio or a podcast channels, so make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report. I'm also on all the socials at the nun report, except TikToks, I don't do that comedy, BS. You know that now. And Twitter, because I couldn't get the, so Twitter is just at nun report. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, May the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.